Good morning, Seattle and Little Saigon. This is your friend Dan, and it is about almost 11 a.m. here in Seattle, Pacific Standard Time. Indeed. Good morning to all you folks in the various plague zones. Good morning to Plague Zone Texas. How are you, Plague Zone Texas? Almost known as also known as Plague Zone 11Z-Golf. Good morning, Plague Zone 11Z-Golf. Used to be known as Texas. Indeed, good morning to Texas, which is Plague Zone 11Z-Golf. Good morning to play, to Death Zone 81. That's where I'm at. It's a death zone here, not just a plague zone. Going to drink a little water. I just got back from a walk. I did not wear my, um, my face mask. I, I did not wear it, and it turns out that was okay because no one else was wearing one. You may not know this, but I live on the border of Chinatown. That's not intended to be racist. That's intended to be logical. I want you to put some facts together in your fucking head. I live on the border of Chinatown. I live in Seattle, which until recently, everyone who believed in Seattle bullshit would have said, it's an Asia-Pacific tech hub which means we get, or used to get, flights from Asia-Pacific tech centers every fucking day. Now, as stated, they might not have been direct flights, but does that make it better or worse for, I don't know, Hawaii or Alaska? Yeah, or Japan. Yeah, I, I live basically in Chinatown. I live a half a mile from Harborview Medical Center, which is the level one trauma center for the Pacific Northwest. That's what the giant advertising banner says out that side their fucking building. So we should probably believe it, right? You know, maybe, I don't know. But in addition to that, I live a half a mile from every other major fucking hospital in Seattle. I live in transient housing, which is filled with people like me, and they're not all young people. There's a lot of college students, but there's a lot of nurses, too. And that's kind of fun. I turn off my fucking phone because I'm getting crazy people this morning. Oh, yeah. So I went for a five-mile walk. And, um, and, and, yeah, I walked around the area I live in, which is near all these hospitals and in the middle of an Asia tech hub. And, yeah, on the edge of Chinatown. And it's almost fucking April. What I haven't seen yet is any indication of the apocalypse that we've seen in Wuhan. Now, let's, let's deconstruct that shit a bit. Maybe the Chinese people are really fucking stupid. 
Now that's racist, actually. What I just said would be racist. But the only conclusion I can come to is they don't know what the fuck they're doing, right? Because based upon, you know, having worked in the tech industry here, based upon the fact that we've got tens of thousands of necessary STEM workers here whose families are in China and we're making trips back and forth definitely after the first week of November, I would think that Little Saigon, Seattle would be death zone 81 by now. But if you can't hear it, and you can't, but, but believe me, there's construction going on outside. In fact, another fun thing about my walk today is there was fucking construction going on every other fucking block. Lots of construction. Nobody wearing masks. In fact, nobody social distancing. Wow. So, once again I say, and it's really a simple fucking question, when is the plague apocalypse going to hit? Because so far, what's left of our civil liberties is being flushed down the toilet. What's left of the freedom of speech, what's left to the right to defend yourself and your property, what's, right, what's left of all the Bill of Rights, basically, is being flushed down the fucking toilet. So, since we're flushing the Bill of Rights down the fucking toilet, could somebody show me the fucking bodies? Habeas corpus. Produce the corpse. If... In fact, I live where I was told I live, an Asia-Pacific tech hub in Chinatown, half a mile from the premier level one trauma center in the whole fucking Pacific Northwest. This should be Death Zone 81 by now, or at least something close to it. But all I hear outside my fucking window is construction. heard some ambulances. Yeah, that's normal for where I live. Lots of people kill themselves here. Lots of people die of heart attacks. I've heard some ambulances. I've heard a few of the life flight helicopters. Not enough of them, though. Not enough for plague apocalypse with a 20% complication rate. Yeah, you should meditate on that fucking shit a bit, really. Habeas corpus is a concept in English common law. It dates back before the Constitution. If someone is accusing you of murder, habeas corpus means produce the corpse. Show me the body. Habeas corpus used to be 
one of those principles in English common law that protected individual rights. Wow, individual rights. I wonder what those are. I wonder what autonomy is. Hell, we should meditate on liberty before it's all gone. Yeah. Habeas fucking corpus. So all I can tell you right now is that if this COVID thing is horrible, I, I see no indications that Seattle is stopping construction. I see no indication that anybody is really put, taking it seriously. Um, it, it does seem like holiday week, but again, you can get holiday week, Christmas week, from a bank holiday. What's a bank holiday? Well, a bank holiday is where you shut down the banks so people, you know, people can't get their money. That's a bank holiday. Wow. So imagine the entire planet got itself massively into debt, not because individual people made rational choices about it. No, no, no. Because people voted for bullshit or they thought voting worked. And for the last hundred years, central bankers and Keynesian fuckheads have been in charge. So imagine you just spent a hundred years with Keynesian fuckheads, people who totally believe in Paul Krugman, that piece of shit. Imagine you had a hundred years of that, and guess what? The credit card's maxed out, oh boy. The credit card's maxed out, shit. What are we gonna do, Dan? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Uh, I don't know. You maxed out the credit card, you central banker pieces of shit. You maxed out the credit card, you status motherfuckers. You maxed out the credit card, you tyrannical monstrosities of bullshit. Imagine how big the bank holiday needs to be once you've done that. As of right now, there is somewhere between 300 and 500 trillion in government debt hanging over the planet Earth, okay? Let's use dollars for now. Why not? Nothing's priced in gold yet. In terms of unfunded liabilities, the number could be as high as one quadrillion, okay? That's 1,000 trillion hanging over the planet. The worldwide GDP might be close to 80 trillion at this point, hard to say. Of that, probably 20 to 22 trillion of that GDP is the United States. Plus or minus, right? When we're talking fiat and trillions, does it really fucking matter? So you've got 500 trillion of government debt, you've got another quadrillion of unfunded liabilities, and guess what? You've probably got four quadrillion, that's 4,000 trillion of derivatives and credit default swaps and other kinds of insurance contracts. So let's just come up with a nice big number. Let's say the giant debt sword of Damocles in terms of regular debt, junk bonds, derivatives, credit default swaps, commercial bonds, everything. Let's say that giant pile of obligations is somewhere between five and six thousand trillion, or five and six quadrillion. 
But a lot of people can't really grasp that. They really can't. Five quadrillion. At any interest rate above zero, that never gets paid off, folks, ever. Not in the normal span of epics of civilization. What I mean by that, let's assume human beings have been around for, I don't know, two to three hundred years. I mean, two to three hundred thousand years. Shit, I just, I just pulled a Mark Rubio by accident, but I, I saved myself. You know, yeah, let's say the human race has been around for about 200,000 to 300,000 years. In that time, you could have had 10 or 15 or more epics of civilization. Any one of those epics might have gotten to six quadrillion in debt or five quadrillion. Let's not quibble. We can stick with five. But it's hard to believe, right? That's a big fucking number. And it's also fiat. So what the fuck does it really mean? What does five quadrillion mean in terms of all the available silver and gold on planet Earth? What does five quadrillion mean in terms of all the available functional energy, coal, oil, fuck, uranium, all of it? If you're this massively in debt, what the fuck does a bank holiday look like? Well, I don't know. Maybe it looks like a pandemic. Yeah, I'm in a shitty mood because I promised myself a few months ago that I wouldn't be played. Now let's talk about narratives. I do not believe in voting. I stopped believing in voting in 2016. If you listen to my fucking podcast, you should know that voting does not work. It is a button on a web page connected to nothing. You know, like, hey, Dan, can you add a save button to the web page? Well, it auto-saves. Dan, can you add a save button to the web page? It auto-saves, you stupid fucking bitch. Now, that's what I wanted to say in that meeting 15 years ago. It auto-saves. You don't need a fucking save button. But again, I was still relatively new in the software world, so I said, okay, ma'am, I'll put a button on the web page. The button was connected to nothing. The button did nothing. The data got saved reliably because having a button is fucking stupid in that particular case. 
So what do you think voting does? Do you think voting works? If you do, I feel sorry for you. But this is about narratives that people can believe. A few months ago, when Zoltan Pozar um, raised the alarm about the repo operations becoming what I called push-button quantitative easing, a few months ago, like we're talking December, November, at the time, I thought, okay, fuck, what are they going to do? And my basic contention was the following. The trade war and some of the bellicosity that existed between the U.S. and China was for show that the world economy, being a sclerotic, nearly heart attack ready bullshit, it's not free enterprise. Whatever you want to call the global economy, it is not free enterprise. It is rackets layered on mercantilism, layered on rackets. But because of that, it's sclerotic. It has hardened arteries. It can only go 100 miles an hour. If it goes too slow, the engine craps out. If it goes too fast, the engine explodes. And for all intents and purposes, the accelerator is no longer useful. So if you really wanted to get yourself one last crack-up boom, you would have to figure out a way to reach your hand <laughs> Put your hand through the console. Oh, Dan just coughed. That he must have the virus. No, I coughed because the air pollution in Seattle sucks. And boy, that's another topic. And I also smoked a cigar the other day, and I smoked the whole thing. That could be true too. But anywho, what do you do? You stick your arm through the console, find that fuel line, as if you're the guy, you know. Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four, you squeeze the fucking fuel line a little. Well, I mean, if I was going to squeeze the fuel line, I don't think I would jump the shark and do a pandemic. But fuck if that doesn't do it, though, doesn't it? Fuck if that doesn't give you the functional equivalent of blowing up cities. And holy shit, if that isn't the biggest fucking bank holiday in the history of central banking. I'm not going to read you the news about the virus. I'm not going to do that anymore because I think a lot of it might be bullshit. Is it possible that there's a component of this that is real? I got a message from a friend of mine the other day that leads me to believe that a portion of this might be real. But guess what, folks? The placebo effect is real. Did you know that? Do you know what the placebo effect is? It's basically the following. There is a probability. Let's say you were sick and you had an infection. And I had two bottles that were identical with pills in them that were identical. One bottle contains nothing but cellulose and a little bit of sugar, which means it's technically a placebo. And the other bottle contains antibiotics. According to the studies, many, many studies that have been done on the placebo effect, there is a likelihood that you will get better even if all I give you is cellulose and sugar. Because if you believe what I gave you was an antibiotic, that by itself will impact your health. Well, guy, you know, I'm going to let you know a little secret here. That works the other direction, too. It's possible to mindfuck people into believing they're sick. 
It's possible to mindfuck and scare people to the point of death. If you don't believe it, do your own fucking research. So how much of this is even a virus? I don't know. How much of this is, is hysteria? Well, I think a lot of it. And is there fear-mongering going on? Yes. And I would even go further. The whole delayed response bullshit. You know, I used to love Chris Martinson. I stopped listening to Chris Martinson about a week ago. I'll tell you why. Early in this thing, he complained about being labeled as a fear-monger. Ah, that was too early, Chris. Way too fucking early. It's April now, you fuck. Way too early. I live in Chinatown. I live in an Asia to Pacific tech hub. I work in the software industry around STEM workers who are necessary from fucking China. And I'm pretty close to the fucking hospitals here. And yeah, I live in a fucking transient building. So given that it's almost fucking April, Chris, I'm going to start thinking you're a fear monger. But worse than that, I'm going to start thinking that you get checks from somebody. Because your basic message is obey, obey, obey. Your basic message is stay at home. Don't go outside. It's a pandemic. No, Chris, it's a bank holiday. What we are experiencing is the biggest bank holiday in the last 100 years. There has never been a bank holiday like this. All the fucking UBI bullshit, all the fucking bailouts. Oh my God, um, we're, we're the poor people who run the major airlines. And of course, we all made lots of money on the way up under Obama and Trump with all the cronyism. Every 2.30 p.m., all of our stocks went up, but now that the prices are going down in a crony way, will you bail us out? Yeah, you fuck. I'll bail you out. Come to Little Saigon, and I'll punch your fucking teeth out. Chris Martinson is scaring people. I don't believe his message is true. It might be 30% true. The problem is the other 70% is horribly false. This is not about the virus. This was never about the virus. Even when I suspected, when I was sick, that there could be this bioweapon component, what did I tell you? It's not about the virus. It might be about the fact that the world itself is so massively in debt and the economy is so tyrannical and so lopsided that the hoi polloi, the people who we call consumers, don't have any fucking money. They don't have any chit. They don't have any of the little pieces of paper that the company gives them to buy shit at the company fucking store. They don't. They're broke. It's like people talking about panic buying. Are you fucking stupid? Most of the people that live here, where I live, they don't have two fucking quarters to rub together. What the fuck would they panic buy? Where's the free food? Oh, toilet paper. That's another good one, too. Toilet paper. You guys need to meditate on the toilet paper, folks. You really fucking do. If you think your number one concern in the next six months is not having TP, I hope you live alone. I hope you don't have kids because you're going to get yourself killed. You're probably going to get a lot of the people you love killed. 
If you think your number one concern is not having fresh milk, you're probably going to get yourself killed. You're probably going to get the people you love killed. And if you believe that famines can only happen under natural conditions, well, I'm just going to repeat myself. You're probably going to get yourself killed. You're probably going to get people you love killed. What they want you to do is to act crazy. What I told you, it's funny, I did a, a podcast the other day that said don't panic, and it wasn't meant to be ironic. I got a response back from my friend Joshua, and, and he said something, Dan, the list you made out is pretty much good advice no matter what. What do I want to tell you? Look out for your friends and your family. Look out for your community. Make sure you have food and water and shelter. Shit, I don't know why people need to be told this. You probably should have a few months of food on hand, no matter what is going on. Okay, there's no guarantee. If somebody told you that electricity and food and water and mobile devices and the internet were things you just get because somebody was high on LSD and read John Rawls and his whole positive negative freedom bullshit and convinced you that the internet and food and water and a job and electricity, that these are positive freedoms, Dan. And everybody gets them. Really? I guess everyone throughout history was just a lot less lucky. Yeah, I think that um, if someone told you that the internet was a human right, they lied to you. Put that in the category of voting. Voting does not work. Electricity is not a human right. And... Sooner or later, you're going to realize this. I hope you realize it sooner rather than later, though. Let me drink some more water here. Sooner rather than later, you will realize that nature is not linear. Okay, it's not. It never was. Okay, you, you don't get to have little graceful steps going up, and you don't get to have little graceful steps going down. I don't care about circuit breakers. That, circuit breakers are great. Circuit breakers might protect a crony scumbag from losing all of his money due to a bad put or, or a bad call or a bad investment generally. That's what circuit breakers might do. They might help hedge funds. They might help ETFs. Maybe. They might help your 401k. But circuit breakers have nothing to do with physical fucking reality. Zero. Zip. Nada. You're not guaranteed shit, and nature is not linear, 
And I'll go a step further. When it comes to stupid people, nature is not kind. It never was. And we can all be stupid. Dan, right here, testify. I have been stupid at points in my life. If you're honest with yourself, you'll admit you've been stupid too. On the other hand, you could be a sociopath. I don't know. If you're a sociopath, you probably think you never make mistakes. Oh, I don't know, folks. I've been, tr I've been on Twitter for a few weeks. I don't know why. I think it was schadenfreude. I think I decided, wow, the noise from construction is really coming through good. I don't think you can pick it up, but it is funny how, how the construction noise is clear <laughs> can clearly be heard. Clearly we can hear the construction noise, and it's almost fucking April. And the first case was supposedly what? First week of November? Yeah, I've been on Twitter for a couple weeks now. Is it a good idea? No. For somebody who suffers from OCD, from someone like me, Twitter is hell. But I'll tell you why I'm on Twitter. Number one, I thought it would help for me to promote my podcast, selfishly. Number two, schadenfreude. Yeah, just, just the desire to see what kind of crazy shit people are saying. Because it will either make me feel better or worse. Right now, it's 50-50. A lot of crazy out there. A lot of fucking stupid and crazy out there right now. A lot of fear-mongering. A lot of bootlicking. It's kind of scary. But there are a lot of trolls out there, too. And I had to block a few trolls yesterday because they were these subtle kinds of trolls. Let me talk about the Buddhist detached troll because they are a contradiction, really. one Buddhist troll interacting with me telling me about how detached he is except he never seemed to be detached from my tweets like every time I tweeted something like this smells like bullshit you should worry about food not toilet paper every time I tweeted something like that his his Buddhist detachment would say things like it's not the end of the world and it's like I never fucking said that. One of the things that really pisses me off at a lot of people right now, especially these Buddhist trolls, and especially some people who I know, is that they'll say things out of anger and crazy, like, Dan, it's not the end of the world. Well, guess what? It isn't. It never was. You know, it's funny. Last summer, I had some bad experiences of observing nature. And I'll tell you straight up, the ecosystem in the Puget Sound is fucked. Do I know what's causing it? No, I don't. I think lots of people have crazy fucking theories. But I can tell you it's fucked. And I can also tell you the likelihood that it's due to the Navy alone is zero. Zero. It's, it's not a little possible. It is impossible. It is possible that the Navy is scaring orca whales away. The Navy is not killing all the salmon. It isn't. Now, the human beings pooping and peeing and acting like it doesn't matter how they treat nature because the government says it's okay, 
that might be fucking things up. But, and, and not that the Navy doesn't pollute, the Navy totally pollutes. But people have these convenient fucking explanations. None of them make sense. So this Buddhist trolls, like, you know, following me, and I'm thinking about my interviews with Dr. McPherson, and just so you know, yeah, his podcasts are no longer on my fucking SoundCloud channel. I don't want to spend any time on that guy any longer. I was interested in what he had to say. I needed to know more. And one of the great rules I follow in life when it comes to liars, give them enough time to talk. I have hundreds of hours on my podcast, by the way. So if you're wondering where I'm at on that, you can listen to all the hours going back to, you know, 2015. That's, that's where I'm at on that. But yeah, you give a liar, you give a deceiver enough time to talk and they reveal themselves. This motherfucker revealed himself. He is not a scientist. He is not an environmentalist. I've got a friend at Harvard I'm working with. Yeah, I got you on fucking MP3 saying that, you douchebag. So I guess it's the end of the world, except for you, the guy at Harvard, and whatever nature you're going to fucking protect. And frankly, a lot of what Dr. McPherson was leading to with that whole Harvard thing sounded a lot like geoengineering. Just, just an FYI. Don't want to spend time on that piece of shit, but here's the thing. It's not the end of the world, okay? Dr. McPherson represents a death cult. It's not the end of the world. It really isn't, okay? For all you folks out there who don't understand this, you need to fucking listen. It isn't a two-state machine. It isn't either there's abundance or it's the end of the fucking world. If that's the way you think, you scare the fuck out of me. You're probably one of these motherfuckers who thinks that nature owes you the internet. You really are. You must be one of these motherfuckers that believes that you have a right to electricity. You don't. You don't have a right to electricity. You don't even have a right to food. Okay? You have freedom, but the freedom doesn't give you anything. It's your ability to work hard, your intelligence that gets you shit. And I would, I would also argue the kindness of other people when guns are not pointed at their fucking heads. You know, it turns out people do amazingly kind shit. It turns out people create beautiful worlds if there's no government, if you get rid of it, if people are allowed to express themselves in whatever way possible within the sphere of freedom. It's amazing how kind and generous people are, actually. So I don't know. I, I've spent half this podcast on this because I want you to know this one thing. I don't think it's the end of the world. Fuck you, Buddhist trolls. I don't think it's the end of the world. But you know what? If you believe that there are only two states, two states, and I'm, I'm using the word state, not in the context of government, but in the context of finite state machines. If you think there are only two states to this drunken walk, either the end of the world or, or perfect abundance and prosperity, you're, you're, you're stupid, and you're dangerous, and you'll get people killed. There are many fucking levels in between. During the siege of Leningrad, 1942, it, it was not technically the end of the fucking world. It was a really shitty time, 
Lots of people died, and there was cannibalism. But was it technically the end of the world? No. And if you're an American who's gotten used to a lot of bullshit, and you think that when you no longer have Wi-Fi, it's over, fuck. I'm yelling at you right now because you've got very little time to wake up. Let's talk about the old man and the firecracker. I'm not in a good mood. My fingers are fucked up. I apologize. I'm feeling really angry. Really angry. Angry that I ever went back on Twitter. Angry about all the stupid people. Angry about the fact that I have people in my life who probably blame me for this, and yet I've been telling them about this for years. I'm angry that people have no sense of history. You know, there are events that occur so seldom that if you're off by two or three years, guess what? You're still doing pretty well. And not to be too much of a dick, but the current problems we're facing economically, these are called significant. That's why the bank holiday is a pandemic. It's a pandemic. Imagine I live to be 70. This is not likely, folks. I know you want to believe in Disneyland bullshit. But imagine I live to be 70 years old and I'm walking through the park one day after consuming my Glumbus Cube from the facilitative center for people who are still alive because the state thinks it's okay. So I'm walking through Volunteer Park, which is now known as Leningrad Park, and some dumbass Marxist kid comes up to me and throws a firecracker. Now, at this point, by the year 2040, I have been drinking continuously the victory gin of the people's state for several years. I have been smoking cigarettes, that's people's cigarettes, and I have been eating the people's slurry, which is mostly asbestos. So my internal systems are, well, what's a good word for this? Dodgy. My insides are dodgy in the year 2040. And some dumbass kid whose parents are socialists has a firecracker and has no sense of responsibility and parents who have less decides to come up from behind and throw a firecracker at the old man. Again, you know, kids will be kids, right? I have a heart attack and I die. Well, that's not really sad. If I live to be 70, I'll consider that success. I don't, want to, I don't really see myself living to be 70 in a Marxist-Socialist dystopia. But, you know, for purposes of example, let's assume. I have a heart attack. I die. What caused it? Was it the firecracker? Or was it the fact that my insides were dodgy? Y'all need to think about this, because I know there are people out there who say, well, Dan, then you're saying the virus isn't real. Well, you know, the virus might be real, it might be the case that they're targeting bioweapons in certain areas. I have no idea why a um, assisted living facility on the east side of Lake Washington would be ground zero for the COVID. But Little Saigon, Chinatown, 
Yeah. Crickets. That's weird. That's a little fucking weird. I mean, I stand at the fucking food bank with a lot of people who don't speak English and definitely speak Chinese. I don't give a fuck that they're illegal. My point is, they're from China. They're probably not documented. They probably came from a container from, Par from Harbor Island. So, once again, I ask, how is it that the COVID broke out in the assisted living facility and it didn't break out in Chinatown? That, that makes zero fucking sense. Well, Dan, it's because people there are so clean. Are you fucking kidding me? There was so much filth at the corner of 12th and Jackson last summer that I had conceived you would need a sledgehammer, or, or no, 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 rather a hydraulic jackhammer to chip away the cum, the blood, all of it. What the fuck are you smoking? I wish I had some. I really do. I wish I had some of the shit you're smoking because if you're saying it's because it's so clean here, you're a fucking idiot. That's not it. So what is it? Not clean. Nobody taking precautions. Asia Pacific Tech Hub, half a mile from every major fucking hospital in Seattle, and I live in a transient building. Y'all need to fucking meditate on this shit. It's almost April Fool's Day. when I first read about this in January, given the r naught, which is somewhere between 4 and 12, which is the rate of transmission, given asymptomatic transmission, I can keep going through the variables. I feel like people are stupid, so maybe they don't understand. Um, if I go through all the fucking variables, I should see the Wuhan apocalypse, the people doing the street theater of walking down the street and collapsing. I haven't really seen that yet. So imagine I'm an old man in the year 2040 and my insides are dodgy and I have a heart attack because some stupid fucking kid throws a firecracker. Here's the question you need to think about and I hope you meditate on this shit. What exactly caused the problem? Was it the firecracker? Or was it the fact that I was nearly dead at that point? I know, I know some of you, oh Dan, it was a kid with a firecracker. Debt, debt schemes can go on forever. Debt, we owe ourselves debt.
I don't know, folks, but I, I would say the following. The firecracker didn't kill me in the year 2040, okay? I was 70 years old. My insides were dodgy. My insides are destroyed. My heart is in terrible shape. There's more calcium in it than anything else. All my arteries are blocked. If you blame, even though it's a stupid Marxist kid, if you blame the stupid Marxist kid for the heart attack, for the stroke, you're going to get yourself killed. You're going to get people you love killed. And I don't, Dan, you're fear. No, I'm not fear mongering. I'm trying to sell you the opposite message. You need to throw the fear out the fucking window because it's not going to help you. Okay? I went for a walk today because I decided to throw fear out the fucking window. And what I found was a lot of people doing construction without masks, a lot of people shaking hands, saying hello, a lot of people pretending it's Christmas week, <laughs> pretending it's a holiday, like a bank holiday. A bank fucking holiday. That's what I saw. I saw Christmas Day. I didn't see fear. I didn't see people falling over. I didn't see crazy cops with welding devices, welding doors shut. I basically saw what you would see the day before Thanksgiving or during Christmas week. That's what I saw. Now, of course, you say, Dan, are you saying that because you live in Chinatown, because you live near the only ho major hospitals in Seattle, because you live in an Asia-Pacific tech hub with thousands of quote-unquote, sarcastic quote, necessary STEM workers, are you saying your likelihood to be exposed would be greater than, let's say, Texas? Or maybe even Canada? Yeah, probably even more likely than Italy, you fuck. Probably even more likely than Italy. I'm, I'm sorry. But Seattle should have been laid waste long before Lombardy. That shit makes no fucking sense. You can tell me, oh, Dan, it's latent for 30 days. It's almost April. Okay? What I had a couple weeks ago, if you subtract the fear-mongering from it, if you, if you subtract all the psychological bullshit, was just the cold. That's what I had. Oh, my God, it's a cold. And here's the thing. Maybe they do have a terrible weapon that they're targeting to create fear. I, that's possible. I, I, worked, I worked in the military. I studied military history. If you're asking me, would governments and militaries cre create weapons that are less destructive but more useful psychologically? Of course they would. There's a history of doing that. They have done that for thousands of years. Psychological warfare has been part of warfare for a long time. Do you know what a Quaker gun is? <laughs> Do you know? Oh my God, he's coughing a little. Do you know what a Quaker gun is? Do you know what a Quaker is? Well, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Quaker guns. Well, during, during the Civil War, Richmond, Virginia, the capital of the South, had basically, they took logs and they polished them and then they painted them black to make it look like they had artillery. They, 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 it wasn't artillery at all. It was just logs painted, painted black. 
But it was enough to convince the federal forces for the first couple of years to askew a direct attack on Richmond. Did you know that? The history of psychological warfare, the history of deception, the history of using tools of the mind against the mind is a long-ass fucking history. So if you're asking me, is, is it possible that the deep state would use a toxin to create the effects that a scary virus would create? Of course they would. Of course they would. In fact, they would be more likely to do that than to release some uncontrollable fucking bioweapon. The uncontrollable bioweapon makes no fucking sense, really. But the PSYOPs, do you get the biggest bank holiday in the history of the fucking world? That makes sense because they're up shit creek. And they're trying to convince you right now that the reason why the banks are up shit creek is because of the virus. No. No. And here's the other side of the equation. I got family members who are so steeped. You know how you say about steeping a tea? They're so steeped in this techno-narcissism that every fucking Christmas I'll hear about magical robots and cedar woolly. I've got fucking family members who'll tell me, Dan, technology's so advanced. Dan, Seattle's a tech hub, a super city. We're so smart. Okay, okay. Well, then riddle me this shit, smarty pants. Why are you guys so stupid about the fucking virus then? We didn't see it coming, really. You guys didn't see something coming from your Asia-Pacific tech hub partners. You didn't see this coming. Really? People here believe a lot of bullshit. The problem is a lot of what they believe contradicts itself. So you have to be careful because once you find a person in Seattle in the midst of a contradiction, this will cause them to go crazy like Robbie the Robot in Forbidden Planet. You'll, you'll, you'll see the relay sparking. It's like, what are you saying, Dan? Are you saying that there's something weird about thinking we're so indestructibly smart and yet the fucking virus is shutting us down? That's weird. You want me to really blow your fucking mind, people? There are people, um, kids, excuse me, who died in the last few months at Seattle Children's from fungal infections. There are fungal infections going around the country actually killing people. And here's where it gets fun. Telling people to stay inside when you've got a variant of Candida going around the country killing people, that's basically the wrong answer. That is the stupid... Oh yeah, don't get any sunlight, don't get any natural vitamin D, and make sure you stay inside at your moldy fucking place because God knows being slowly eaten alive by an untreatable fungal infection is so much better than the magical COVID. This fear-mongering might inadvertently, and this is going to be the last part of the topic with the exception of something about Duncan Lemp, this fear-mongering might actually create a pandemic because people go to see doctors so that they find out they have fungal infections so that maybe they don't get other people sick so that maybe, hey, hey, Uncle Bob, would you like to borrow my old army bag for your camping trip? 
you know, the old moldy one. Oh yeah, I don't feel so well, but it's probably just the COVID. Oh, Uncle Bob, you're on steroids, shit. Oh, Uncle Bob, you're on drugs for your autoimmune, fuck. Uncle Bob's dead. How'd he die? Oh, Candida surprise. Candida. Yeah, here's the thing, guys. It's a kid with a firecracker. So you want to think to yourself, the firecracker is no big deal. But all that proves to me is you don't understand cascading failure in complex systems. The sociopaths who run the world, they probably don't understand it either. They just hit the brakes on a car going 100 miles an hour. They just tossed a firecracker at an old person. What the fuck do you think happens next? Do you think your number one concern is COVID or whatever they're calling it this week? Or do you think maybe it's food, water, shelter? Maybe it's what's left of your freedom. Maybe it's your dignity that's actually being threatened. Maybe that's what the virus attacks is your fucking dignity. Before I close out this podcast, I want to read an article. And before I read the article, I want to make something quite clear. I am so sick and tired of the fucking news, quote unquote, the news, that I am more or less going to try to avoid as much of it as I can. I'm not going to become a know-nothing. I'm not going to bury my head in the sand, but I'm kind of tired of being lied to. I'm, I'm kind of tired of being punked. And most of what I'm getting from the COVID shit, whether it's Chris Martinson basically becoming a spokesperson for the deep state, or whether it's other people telling me it's nothing to worry about, a lot of the news just looks like bullshit to me. So I'm going to read you an article, but before I read it, I want to make something fucking clear. I do not know if what I'm about to read about actually happened. That's A. B, I don't know anything beyond the specifics I've picked up online, which means from the same shitty sources that I get information about the fucking virus. That's B. C, I would not ever contend at this point that because something comes from a conservative source or an alternative source that it's true. There is so much nonsense in the world of both regular journalism and quote-unquote alternative journalism that I just don't know if any of these fuckers even know what the truth is. And a lot of these fuckers are so consumed with their cognitive dissonance over voting for Trump that they'll probably still maintain a little statue to Trump even as they're fighting federal forces in the Boogaloo. They'll have a little statue of the real Trump, the true Trump. The true Trump, the real Trump. It's like the real Marxism or the real Obama. If only we had real Marxism, it would finally work. (laughs) I don't want to try that again. This article comes from the American Conservative. The title, Did Maryland Police Shoot and Kill a Sleeping Man? Subtitle, An Initial Police police Press Release Claims Firearms Offenses, quote-unquote, Were Involved but now the authorities are being mum. This article is written by Jim Bovard, again, AmericanConservative.com, and it was published on March the 14th, 2020, at around 6.04 p.m. Quote, The Constitution is dead. Quote, 
was the last tweet ever sent by 21-year-old Duncan Socrates Lemp. On Thursday morning at 4.30 a.m., a Montgomery County SWAT team killed Lemp during a violent attack on his family's home in the affluent Washington suburb of Potomac, Potomac, excuse me, Potomac, Maryland. Why did the SWAT team attack the home as Lemp was sleeping? The initial county police press release referred only to quote-unquote firearms offenses. County police spokeswoman Mary Davison refused to disclose either the details of Lemp's alleged defense or the affidavit used to justify the raid. Instead, she notified me that my press inquiries were being handled under the Maryland Public Information Act, which entitles government agencies to, de to delay responding for weeks or months. Even the search warrant used to justify the raid is reportedly sealed for 30 days. This blue wall of silence is, no is, is, nothing, is doing nothing to slow the cascade of allegations on social media that Lemp was murdered. According to Renee Sandler, a former prosecutor who is representing the Lemp family, Montgomery County police fired into the bedroom where Lemp and his pregnant girlfriend were sleeping without warning. The gunfire was followed by two flashbang grenades. The Supreme Court of North Carolina last month labeled flashbangs as a, quote, weapon of mass death and destruction. And a 2019 federal appeals court decision noted that flashbangs are four times louder than a 12-gauge shotgun blast with, quote, a powerful enough concussive effect to break windows and put holes in walls. Criminal defense lawyer Clay Conrad observed in 2010, flashbangs are, quote, just an assault. These things are designed to blind and deafen. You're intentionally injuring people, end quote. And when gunfire and bombs ring out at 4.30 a.m., it is not surprising that someone gets killed in the commotion. Montgomery County police have offered no explanation for the timing of the raid. Instead, they issued a press release late on the day of the killing announcing a police-involved shooting, a weasel phrase preferred by police departments and much of the media nowadays. After Lemp, who was a, a software developer, was wounded, the police handcuffed the surviving family members and his girlfriend while conducting an exhaustive search of the house. Lemp was pronounced dead on pronounced dead at the scene. On Friday evening, the police department posted photos of five firearms, none of which were apparently illegal in themselves. They seized during the raid, but omitted inclu including a photo of Lemp's bullet-ridden corpse. So yeah, they didn't show the corpse. That's interesting. Habeas corpus. <laughs> Boy, that's a funny phrase. The police also modified their story to assert that Lemp had, quote, confronted the police officers. But this could simply mean that he stood up after shooting, after the shooting, or took a step towards the window from where the shots were entering. The police department has not asserted that Lemp had a firearm or any other dangerous device when he was slain. Is the version of events that Sanders offers unfair to the police? SWAT team members were reported wearing body cams. The ACLU of Maryland is demanding that the police, quote, must be transparent and release all body camera footage, end quote, of the raid on Lemp's home. The county government's refusal to answer questions or to disclose the body cam footage is doing nothing to help its credibility. Why was Lemp targeted? 
Lawyer Sandler said that the search warrant referred to Lemp as a, quote, prohibited person, meaning that he was prohibited from owning firearms. That could mean that, that could simply, that could mean simply that he had a permit to use medical marijuana, a violation that would apply to tens of thousands of Maryland gun owners who use marijuana despite federal law prohibiting gun ownership combined with pot smoking. A check of Montgomery County court records revealed one offense for Lemp, a speeding ticket from last year. Court records state that Lemp was only 5'8 and 145 pounds, but he was towering enough to terrify a SWAT team into opening fire without warning. Lemp was apparently a member of some online pro-gun groups and had allegedly expressed interest in joining a militia. His Instagram page shows two photos with the motto, quote, Six Semper Tyrannis, the Virginia, thus always to tyrants, state motto, including one photo showing firearms held high. Checking his Facebook page on Friday morning, I was surprised that he and I had seven mutual friends, including a savvy libertarian lawyer lady from, Carolina, from California. Did Lemp's political beliefs or associations have any role on his fatal targeting by the Montgomery County Police? Maryland has a long history of deadly SWAT raids that kill innocent people or dogs. Lots of dogs, lots of dogs. After Maryland police wrongfully raided a mayor's house and killed his canines in 2008, the legislature required police to report on every SWAT raid. Between 2010 and 2014, a police in Maryland Police in Maryland conducted over 8,000 SWAT raids. I'm going to read that again. Between 2010 and 2014, police in Maryland conducted over 8,000 SWAT raids. Killing nine people and injuring almost 100 as well as killing 14 animals. Those grim statistics helped spur the Maryland legislature to end SWAT record-keeping. Record well, that's great. To end it. That's great. So, wow. Montgomery County Police have refused to disclose the name of the police officer or officers who killed Lemp. Maryland Police are protected by the so-called Law Enforcement Officers Bill of Rights. Wow. Public servants who have special rights over people. That's not from the article. That's just me. Law Enforcement Officers Bill of Rights that prohibits questioning a police officer for 10 days. That's a long time after any incident in which he used deadly force. A 2019 George Washington Law Review nationwide survey revealed that 98% of police chiefs believe that delaying interrogations of police after a shooting can impede investigations, but police unions' clout prevails on this issue. One police chief commented that, that, quote, showing evidence in advance allows police to tailor their lies to fit the evidence, end quote. While another police chief observed that that process simply gives police suspects time to fabricate a better lie. <laughs> kind of like the virus, you know. Time to fabricate a better lie. Another barrier against finding the truth out about, about find the truth out about is the Potomac SWAT raid is that Maryland treats police falsifying evidence as the equivalent of jaywalking. That's not a well-constructed sentence. I want to read it again. 
Another barrier against finding the truth out about is the Potomac, Potomac SWAT raid is that Maryland treats police falsifying evidence as the equivalent of jaywalking. Mr. Bovard, I'd fix that sentence if this is a blog. A Baltimore police officer was found guilty in 2018 of fabricating evidence in a case in which his body, his own body camera footage showed him placing drugs in a vacant lot and then acting as if he had just discovered them. The man who was arrested for those drugs was locked up for six months before the charge was dropped and he was released. I wonder if he got money back. The policeman kept his job because, as the Baltimore Sun explained, under Maryland law, officers are only removed automatically if convicted of a felony. Fabricating evidence and misconduct in office are both misdemeanors. Holy fuck. Maryland is a crooked as fuck state. That is me editorializing, but that is fucking crooked. An ACLU lawyer um, growls that he cannot imagine a more screw, screwed up idiotic way of trying to manage a police department or any other public office than continuing to employ a cop convicted for fabricating evidence. Was Duncan Lemp correct that the Constitution is dead? One answer will be found in whether Montgomery County Police face any consequence for his death. Unfortunately, the legal playing field in Maryland is profoundly tilted in favor of official killers. Now this, um, as I said, this was written by James Bovard, and I'm sorry for being sarcastic about that one sentence, but that one sentence was unreadable. This was written by James Bovard in the AmericanConservative.com, and other than that one sentence, I thought it was a well-written article, and it seems to be well-documented. Maryland seems like a really fucking corrupt place if you're going to be an ordinary everyday person, especially if you believe in your right to defend yourself. I, I will not be moving to Maryland. Not, not as if I was planning on it, but <laughs> boy, there's the COVID again, not, not the fucking pollution. Yeah, I won't be moving to Maryland. I, I won't be moving there. You know, that's good. Good news. Now let's get back to the question. Is any of what I just read true? I don't know. I am an anarchist. I believe in freedom in the absolute sense. I also believe in respecting others. I am an anarchist in that, you know, Henry David Thoreau, Tolstoy sense. I simply want to live and let live. Duncan Lemp looks like the same type of person. He might not have been an anarchist. He might have just been a libertarian. But it seems to me all he wanted to do is live and let live. And the state... In this case, not the state state machine state, but the government could not allow him to do that. If this story is true, it does not surprise me. I am not shocked. If you are shocked, wow. I guess you haven't been awake since 9-11. I'm not shocked. This shit happens all the time. This shit happens in Seattle all the fucking time. I would say the difference is maybe Seattle does a better job of covering shit up. That's one. And number two, Seattle is a very status place. It's, it's very much about the military-industrial complex and cultural Marxism and obedience theory and voting. Most of the people you'll meet in Seattle suck the cock of the government. So if a cop came up to them in the street and unzipped their pants and said, suck my cock, that's, yeah, a lot of people in Seattle, oh, can I suck it twice? 
I don't know for certain if the story is true. I am this skeptical. I am so skeptical of pretty much all the data right now that's coming through the internet that I don't know. But I'll say a couple things. Number one, is it plausible? Of course. Of course it's plausible that Duncan Lemp was targeted. Of course it's plausible that our government would go after people who simply want to help others defend themselves. And I'll add one more thing for you people who are members of the NRA. You need to get out of that organization yesterday. You need to stop purchasing weapons um, at the gun stores and you need to start doing so outside the context of registration forms. One of the messages of Duncan Lemp that gets buried in the lead is that doing things the right way does not help you. If a SWAT team can show up at 4.30 a.m. and shoot at you, your girlfriend, and your unborn child without even knocking on the fucking door, yeah, I would avoid registering weapons. I would avoid purchasing guns from well-run gun stores. I would start considering purchasing every fucking weapon you purchase on the sly, as they say. If you are still buying weapons, you have to register. You're going to get yourself killed. You're going to get people you love killed. Now, Duncan Lemp, he, he probably didn't uh, purchase weapons you know, at the gun store. He was part of the growing movement of people um, who are building their own guns, which I think is awesome. You know, call them ghost gunners, call them what you want to. 3D printers, which are not a panacea, they're not going to solve all our problems. But 3D printers have done a lot to revolutionize small arms and have allowed gunsmiths and, and small arms folks, people who like their rifles and their pistols, have allowed them to be creative outside the context of regulated firearm sales. I love that. I love that. I would have, if, if, when I was 13 and I would walk down the street, you know, in Sky Ridge with my 1022 Ruger sling arms on my back going to the the um the gravel pit to go shooting and you told me that in the future people could print their own guns I would have said awesome and guess what as I walked down the street past all the fucking homes do you know what never fucking happened no one ever called the SWAT no one ever called the cops Nobody cared because nobody was afraid. Am I angry? Hell yeah. Am I afraid? <laughs> I think everybody feels fear, but mostly what I am right now is pissed off. I am pissed off that I believed once, when I was 26 years old, that this was a country I should swear an oath to. I am pissed off that I believe there were officers who would protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. That was bullshit. That was a lie. What happened to this kid is the truth. The oath to the Constitution, if that was taken seriously, Washington, D.C. would probably be a smoking crater and the Eccles Building, where the Federal Reserve is, would be an even deeper crater. If anyone in the services took their fucking oaths, none of them do. None of them do. Well, some of them do. They don't stay in, though. They really don't. And it's funny. I joined Oath Keepers. Oh, my God, I'm so stupid. I signed up for Oath Keepers 10 years ago. I did it. I went online. 
I added my name. Oh, great, I'm a hero. That was bullshit, too. On Thursday, AJ and I are going to talk a little bit about operational security. We were going to talk about purifying water, and we might make the whole focus operational security. Because at this point, if you don't know how to do water purification, you need to learn. Because the vaccine, excuse me, the virus, wow, that was an interesting Freudian slip. The virus might kill you. I don't think it will. Um, not having clean water will definitely kill you, and there's no vaccine for that. Um, yeah, so we're probably going to focus on OPSEC on Thursday. You all need to focus on OPSEC, too. I'm on Twitter for schadenfreude. If you're listening to this right now and you're on Twitter, I have an email address on my SoundCloud page. You can find that by utilizing your basic internet search skills, which involves two or three clicks. I know that's hard. But if it's really hard, my email is me, that's M-E, at imsully.com. I know that's hard to remember. I'll say it again. My email is me at imsully.com. And if you want to exchange public keys with me, feel free. I would love to talk to you about the Boogaloo with really good encryption. But the one thing I won't talk about, the Boogaloo, is where the encryption doesn't exist. And most of what we do on the internet now you don't have any protection. Even if you're running Linux, even if you're using really good encryption, unless you are fabricating all the components that go into your computer or your phone or your tablet, you're probably being spied on. That's the truth. So on Thursday, we'll talk about OPSEC. We all need to be careful. What happened to Duncan Lemp can happen to any of us. And this virus, oh my God. You know, it's funny, Duncan Lemp may or may not have been afraid of the virus. He should have been afraid of the government more, right? But he probably, he probably thought to himself, the government is bullshit, but they would never do this. Like there's a line they wouldn't cross. They wouldn't attack my home. They wouldn't attack my family. They wouldn't attack my baby. He probably still believed in America. He probably still had faith in the future. And his... Reward was being shot up by a bunch of scumbags. NKVD, that's what you would have called them in the 1930s in the Soviet Union. NKVD attacked Duncan Lemp. For those of you that listen to my podcast and enjoy it, all three of you, um, I don't... I don't beg for money at the beginning because I think that's what scumbags do. I beg at the end. That way you can turn it off if you want to. I would love to be able to self-fund. In order to do this, I would need a lot more followers. SoundCloud seems to be shadow banning me. I seem to be shadow banned like so many people. Not special these days. But if you're listening and you somehow got through the shadow banning, I have links to Venmo and PayPal on my SoundCloud homepage. I also have links to Venmo and PayPal in the description of this podcast. If you are a crypto freak and you refuse to pay me in anything but crypto, guess what? All you have to do is email me. It'll take me 30 minutes to create a local Bitcoin account. I have no Bitcoin because I don't have any fucking money. Everything that comes in basically goes to food, water, shelter. That's where I'm at. 
If you're a scumbag who thinks people are shit if they're poor, oh my God, why the fuck are you listening to me? But if you're a decent person who has money and you have taken care of your food, your water, your shelter, you've taken care of the people you love, you've taken care of your pets, and you have enough common sense to know that you should buy food and not toilet paper or milk or bottled water at this point. Buy food. Buy non-perishable food. Buy at least six months. I would have said three months a couple weeks ago. No, buy six months. But if you've done all this, and you've got your boogaloo stuff squared away, and you still have money left over, then feel free to donate as much or as little as you want to. By listening, you donated your time. By recommending me to other people, you donate your time. It's not all about money. Could I use it? Fuck. I have food, I have shelter, I have water for a couple more months. Which is a lot more than a lot of people. But I'm not going to lie. I would love to basically go to Uncle Ike's and get one last tranche of marijuana before everything gets shut down. Because I'm assuming at some point the Asia Tech Hub of Seattle, which had continuous flights, you know, November, December, January, February, um, you know, with lots of necessary STEM workers and living in the Chinatown and not far from the fucking county hospital... You'd think the chaos would already be here. It's not here quite yet. But when it does reach here, Uncle Ike's will probably close. Until then, I can still probably get some weed. And then maybe I can go to Chevron and get some Rainier beer. So if all you want to do is donate 20 bucks and that'll be all you ever donate, that's more than enough, man. That's a lot. I can even stretch 10 bucks. And if I sounded angry, I wasn't angry at you. I wasn't angry at you. If you listen to my podcast, the chances are you're actually just a decent person struggling with the bullshit, just like me. So this anger is not directed at you. This anger is directed mainly at people who don't realize that whatever they think normal was is over. It was probably over on 9-11. It was probably over... In 1913, when the Federal Reserve was, was created, when the income tax was created. But it's definitely, in that nature is non-linear sense, over right now. I'm angry at people who still believe that something magical can happen and will somehow get back to the, the good old America of the 50s. Yeah, I, I don't think the America of the 50s was what you thought it was. But... We're not getting back to that. Not unless we pummel Germany, Japan, and every other country into dust. Then maybe we can print money and, and give that to the few people left alive and they can maybe buy our products. But barring World War III, we're not going back to the 50s. And I know Paul Krugman and Nancy Pelosi would love it if aliens attacked or there were earthquakes and floods. But yeah, that's probably not going to happen. The virus is what it is. Be careful. Be careful. I am angry. I am angry because the people that run the world are not just evil, but they're stupid. And they have the belief that you can toss a firecracker at a really old person without consequences. That's kind of scary. I'm angry because the people that run the world have been driving this car at 100 miles an hour. And two weeks ago, they decided going 100 miles an hour to pull the e-brake during rush hour. And if you're asking me, well, Dan, are there other cars on the road? Yeah. Every other car is labeled a feature of reality. 
not other countries. No, no, no. You got to keep up, motherfucker. Every other car during rush hour is labeled some feature of reality. You may think you can outrun reality. Add that to the list of stupid things you believe. You can't. You can't. It catches up. We are currently in the midst, in my opinion, and, and I'm nearly 100% certain of this, we are in the midst of the largest bank holiday in human history. What the fuck do you think happens next? <laughs>